0: Amen. Amen. Say it out loud. Say the Spirit of God is leading me in my life. I am not left without direction, without instruction, but He speaks to me regularly, continually, continually, clearly, and He's always right. Amen. Praise God. Well, let me read. Let me uh, uh, don't don't go into sit back teaching mode. Just stay stay in this listening mode with me. Is that right? Uh, but I do want to read a verse because uh, it's in John ten, and it's basically what I just said. John ten, and and I have to find the verse. I just know it's here. Um. Uh, It's Jesus talking about he is the good shepherd. In verse 4, John 10, verse 4. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. All right. So if you're a believer, and this is a believer's meeting, so I'm going to guess that probably the vast majority of you are. All right. If you're a believer, you are called the Lord's sheep. Alright? That's usually when someone says, right? (laughs) But that's not really how we're sheep. (laughs) But we are sheep in this regard. Uh, We're not, probably most of us aren't real familiar with that culture of how a shepherd leads the sheep, but in the to use the illustration, it was a good illustration because the sheep literally do become familiar with and acquainted with the shepherd's voice, and they'll know which pasture or they're not following in all shepherds are following their shepherd, and, and the Lord Jesus is using that in a spiritual from a spiritual standpoint about us. All right, when you're saved, you are his sheep, and so whose voice do you know? You, yeah, well, you know, the Lord, your shepherd, all right, and so. Uh, you know when when people are sometimes often talk about uh well the devil said to me i know we don't say that a lot here because we don't teach that way but in some circles people talk a lot about the devil speaking to them and uh the devil said the devil said and i'm not i'm not saying the devil doesn't speak and put thoughts in people's minds and all that that's true and nevertheless i don't really know him <laughs> you know what i'm saying you know, if he brings something, I'm like, who's that? You know, if he were to speak out loud, I'd go, that's a weird voice. Sounds like a stranger. My parents told me not to talk to strangers. So uh, so I'm not having a conversation with him uh, for a moment. But when the Lord speaks, I know that voice. You know that voice. This, the Word of God says you just say, I don't even know why I know the voice of the Lord. Quit saying that. You're, you're disagreeing with Jesus. Say it out loud with me. Say, "I am, I am His, sheep. His sheep." Therefore, Therefore I know, I know His, voice. His voice. I don't follow, the stranger. I don't, follow the, stranger. I don't the stranger. I don't even know the stranger. But I know the Lord. I know, Lord. I know, His, voice. I know His voice. Whenever He speaks to me, speaks, day, or day or night, when I'm praying, when I'm, praying, when I'm, when I'm not, when I'm, when not. I'm sleeping. When I'm not, I know His voice. It's clear to me. Amen. 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 If you've had thoughts different than that, well, then say that for about an hour. (laughs) And meditate on it again and again and say it over and over again. The Lord is my shepherd. I'm His sheep. I know His voice. Thank you, Lord. Oh, praise God. I know your voice. Oh, your voice is clear to me. I belong to you. You belong to me. We speak the same language. We are on the same frequency, Amen, Amen. Praise God. I know one time I was, I was flying the airplane and I was flying to a, a little airport out in the middle of nowhere, and all the airports have uh, well, different. Someone, some of them share a same frequency, but uh, there's a frequency called a um, common traffic advisory frequency. There's no air, no tower. Or anything like you'd see in Boise. But there's, you talk to other pilots in the air. So you communicate and tell each other what you're doing. Where you are. So you don't run into each other. And uh, and I remember one time, a long time ago. I'm way better at this now. <laughs> but I'm announcing my position. Telling my intention. And, and I go in. And it's just this little... There's not much traffic. But I get down there. And there's an, airport, there's an airplane at the end of the runway. You know, the opposite end. And... I'm thinking, how come he's not talking? How come this going on? And finally I look down and I'm off by one. <laughs> you know, I was on 122.7, it was 122.8. And I thought, I thought this airport's the same as this other one, and it wasn't. I should have looked it up. It was no big deal. There wasn't no real, real danger. It's just that he's probably thinking, why isn't this guy announcing his position? <laughs> and I'm thinking, why isn't he saying anything about wanting to take off? And uh, And I got down there and clicked and, Anyway, that's about the end of the story, except for when I announced later, then he kind of asked me. (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) I didn't tell him I messed up, basically. (laughs) I didn't tell him I was on the wrong frequency. I just ignored it. (laughs) Nevertheless, uh, as a believer, I'm on the right frequency. As a believer, you are on the right frequency. Amen. The frequency of the Lord. And so and so Jesus used this language here how we know his voice. We know his voice. You know his voice. He has spoken to you. So I said I've never heard the voice of the Lord. Actually, you have. You have. Now, there's for sure times in my life where I recognized it seemed more powerful, more authoritative, and other times less so but it's still the same voice sometimes i've recognized that when the lord was speaking it took me a while to get my brain on the fact that that was him it's almost like uh, like it's there but you're you're looking for something different typically the way we do that is we're looking for something and we we gravitate towards the physical part of us so we're, we're kind of, we know he doesn't generally speak out here, but in here. But we're still a little bit listening with our ears or with our mind. We're listening for a voice in our mind. And uh, it's almost like the, the, the concept of, you know, like if you took your hand and put it right in front of your face. And this is what the Lord had been t- talking to you about. And you're just saying, Lord, when are you going to talk to me? I'm just waiting on you, Lord. As soon as you tell me what to do, I'm going to do that. As soon as you just show me, Lord, anything you want to say, here I am. Send me. (laughs) Just tell me what to do, Lord. And I just can't seem to find it. I just can't seem to recognize your voice. Where is it, Lord? What? What is it? What? 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 And then finally, maybe after we wear ourselves out, we go, I don't know if you can see that, but I just refocused on my hand. What? That? Well, that's been there for so long. That's been there like that's been there for months and I'm looking for something else and oh, so many times it's because these things are spiritual. We're try, if we're trying to look with our physical or our mental, we miss the spiritual. The spiritual just is. It's like if you want to talk about God's presence. We do sometimes, especially in these services, oh, the presence of God, the presence of God. And if we're just thinking, you know, do I feel Him yet? You know, do I feel the presence yet? Because sometimes, you know, He can manifest in a, in a physical way. Uh, sometimes we miss Him. We miss Him because He just is. He's as abundant as the air. He takes up all the space. He's God. And it's not a matter of me getting him to come. It's a matter of me acknowledging you're here. Amen. And seeing with spiritual eyes and hearing with spiritual ears. Amen. Now there's uh, there's uh, two parts to the Lord... Sorry, if you're in the back there's a squeak up here. You can't hear it, but... Uh, there's two parts to God speaking to you. There's Him speaking, and then there's our obeying. It really doesn't do any good if He is doing all the speaking and we're not doing anything with what He's saying. I I, I have a feeling the Lord has been saying a lot more than has been used. Obeyed, heeded, followed. He's been saying a lot. And too many times we're not doing anything with it. And I have this real inward uh, direction for, for some in this service tonight. That there is an absence of doing what the Lord has been saying. And with some it's been a while. And others, it could be that he's already dealt with you in this service about something. Speaking to you in this service about something. And the key to this is, is to never put him off. Don't put him... The best way to respond to the Lord is to do so quickly. Now, if you don't know, you don't know. But, you know, oftentimes we know more than we're acknowledging that we know. And we take a step towards him and respond. Thank you, Lord, for speaking to me. Yes, 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 yes. I'll do whatever you say. I'll do that. I'll. Sometimes we just want to generalize. I'll do whatever you want me to do. Well, what about this? <laughs> Will you do that? No, I'll do whatever the Lord wants. I'm just, I'm, he's my Lord. I'll do it. What do you do this? <laughs> Everything I have is yours, Lord. Okay. Would you write a check? <laughs> It's easy to say everything belongs to him. It's another thing to actually do something. Amen. And uh, I was. Some of you heard some of this story, but um, may bear repetition. I was in um, re- first started college. I was actually pretty young for the my age, my class. I was seventeen. And I was either 17 or 18 because I know it was during the month of October and that's when my birthday is. Other than that, I don't remember which side of my birthday it was on. Uh, but without going into the story of how I was drawing near to the Lord and so forth, uh, I was in a in a service and I went forward uh, for some kind of call for prayer. Uh, I think it was... You know, my mind was I was healing or something going on in, in me. And I'm thinking I'm going to go get prayer uh, from, from this person, this person who's ministering. And when the person uh, comes up before me to pray for me, he stops and, and looks at me and says, God has great things for you. And, uh, and I'd never had anything like that before. Or someone gave me a word from, and it wasn't detailed. I mean, and you can go anywhere with that. Great things, what does he want me to do? You know, I mean, you can define that probably a million different ways, what God would call great for your life. But to me, it was real. And I could tell you lots of stories about that, but it stirred something in me, and that was kind of the beginning. It wasn't the beginning of my relationship with him. He had already been dealing with me. But it opened my mind a bit to God wants to use me. I couldn't foresee this. I didn't know any of this at the, at that time, but I knew God wanted to use me, and I was open to that and responded to that. But I I I had to do something with what I had to receive that word. I had to start believing it. I had to start believing. Yes, you're right. I can't imagine how or why in the world you would ever choose me to do anything, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take that. I knew it was God. I knew it was right. I'm going to believe that, and that was the beginning of many things to come that would happen. That, he, but he dealt with me, and I needed to respond in order to go forward. And he showed me many things, of course, later and after that. But I know that sometimes there are there are like pivot points in our lives or uh, defining moments turning points it's like if i were if i were if my life is on this stair right here this step i'm going to come into i'm going to as i'm being faithful to the lord and walking with god i'm going to come into places where i have a choice choice to make the spirit of god my shepherd will speak to me and lead me and my choice in those moments is going to make can you see what i'm about to do My choice is going to make a difference. I'm either going to go down or I'm going to go up. I think the Lord wants to promote all His people in various areas and ways in life and usefulness and making their lives significant. But there comes points in time where we need to make a choice. We make a decision how we're going to deal with what He's dealing with us. Uh, about everybody okay and and uh, you know honestly he's merciful but I don't want to take advantage of that I don't want that to be my mentality there are times when people have put him off put him off put him off and they finally say yes and he's so gracious (laughs) and so good but I don't want to take advantage of that. Again, he, I, He's gracious and merciful. I don't want to make, let that be my habit where He deals with me and I'm going to think about it for five years. You know, I'm going to put Him off and put Him off. No, I, need, I want to train myself to respond. To be quick to obey. To yield to Him and, and, and step into His plan. Let nothing be delayed. Let nothing be put off in your life. When you know, Go. When you know what to do, that's the time to act. That's the time to take your step. Amen. Amen. Hey, why don't uh, why don't we uh, grab this thing a moment? Um, let's, Pastor Doug. Why don't you uh, sing a song? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I didn't prep him for this at all. Uh, tell us in short about. Your your call and your response to the call of God and getting to where you are, even if you've told it before, it's fine.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess short version is going to be fun. Uh, I remember um, when the Lord first spoke to me that I can re- I can recall that it was powerful. I was 21, and uh, He just reminded me who I was. He said, "Remember, I have a." I have a plan. I have a purpose for your life. I've called you under my my uh, my plan. Called you under my purposes for my pleasure. And uh, when that happened, I was th- this is I was running from God at the time, and it totally changed my life. And overnight, I started saying, "Okay, God, whatever you want." And at that time, when He said, "I have a plan for your life," I inwardly knew I'm going to be doing stuff for Him forever. I just knew that. I didn't know what it looked like. Kind of similar, like God. Spoke to me. He had plans for my life, and yeah. uh, so I'm seeking the Lord. I'm, I'm I have a relationship with Him at this point. It was, it was, this is when I was 21, and then um, started going to Life Church. And the the Lord was speaking to me. Went to went to Bible college, and I think it was on a Wednesday night. And I've never seen this happen before this or after this, actually. But Miss Amy got up. <laughs> And said, "I think the Lord's dealing with someone about being in full time ministry," and uh, and it was in the in the old building, and it was a smaller crowd than this, and uh, and she goes, "Doug, is that is that you?" And I'm like, "I didn't even know know you knew my name," <laughs> and uh, and I was like, "Uh huh, yep, that's me." He's he's been talking to me and dealing with me on that, and uh, and. You know, at that at that point, I was like, "Okay, God, well, this this is clearly your idea here, so you need to you need to make this happen." And and then I remember uh, going to Bible college, saying, "Okay, God, I need to get trained up. I need to know what what you're calling me to do." And and then um, after Bible college, I kept doing what I knew to do, which was be faithful where I was. I was I was serving with Pastor PJ in the youth at the time, and I was I was his right hand man. Whatever the Lord had told me, I want you to help Pastor PJ. That's all, all I got. That was the direct directive directive at the time that I had. So I said okay, and uh, and there was a time in there where I was like, you know, I don't I, I don't want to do this anymore. I wanted, I'm I'm missing out on Wednesday nights because right now, if you didn't know, youth are happening right now. And I was like, I'm missing out on the Wednesday night service. And, uh, and I was like, well, I'm, I'm just going to start doing that. And then then the I, I go to do that, and the Lord says, do you remember what I told you to do? <laughs> I was like, Come on. yeah, yeah, okay, I, I'll, I'll help Pastor PJ. And so I think it was probably another six or eight months I was doing that. We went on a mission trip to Mexico. And, uh, and when I was in Mexico, um, I was asking the Lord, I was like, Lord... How much longer am I going to be doing what I'm doing? Which I was I was working in insurance at the time, and I said, "How how much longer am I going to be doing this?" Because I I was totally done with that, by the way, and I wanted to quit that months before I was before I actually left that job, and it was it wasn't. I mean, the Lord was blessing me. I was in insurance sales. I was I was killing everybody else in the sales department at the time, uh, but <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's how you get to ministry, right there, sir. <laughs> Kill your way to the top. But the Lord the Lord was, I knew he had other plans for me, and I kept this inward knowing of there's more to my life than this, which was insurance sales, which if you're in insurance, that, there's definitely people that are supposed to be doing that. But I knew that wasn't where I was eventually going to be. I knew there was more that he wanted me to do for him uh, in, in a full-time measure. And so I started, I started saying, God, what, on this trip? God, what do you want, what, what, when is this going to be over? And he spoke to me, and he said, he said, um, this fall, this fall, you'll be done. I was like, okay, that's, I, I can, I can deal with that. I didn't know anything else. And, uh, and then I start, um, I start reasoning in my mind, and I said, okay, well, I wonder what this fall, what I could be doing this fall. And I started thinking about going to uh, Rama, actually at the time, going going to, to school at Rama, and I I remember thinking like probably two three weeks before their enrollment ended, I was like I need to I need to hurry up and make a decision on what's gonna happen. I knew that the Lord had spoke to me about end of fall I'd be done what I was doing, and in my mind I had it all kind of worked out. I was gonna sell. My, we 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 had our house. We were gonna sell our house. We had good amount of equity in it because we had bought in the in the really low of the market, and the market had turned around, and uh, and I was like I could go to college and not really even have to work full time, and uh, had it all planned out, had it all decided what I was going to do, and I was like I need to I needed to know if this is a God idea or this is just a a me idea that seems good, which you know going to Bible college that's not the devil right. <laughs> And I just need to know, is this what God wants me to do, or is this just me? And I went and I and I started praying, and it took me a few hours. And I said, God, I'm not going to get out of prayer today. I'm not going to tonight until I get an answer that that's I hear your voice clearly and I know what you want me to do. And uh, and and for me, that was the only way I, I could I could know for sure that I'm making the right choice is I have a word from God on it. And so I I remember going into prayer and it was like I'm I'm learning all the stuff I we we did in Bawa College how to be led by the spirit. I'm I'm trying to judge on the inside what's right, what seems right, what seems wrong. Um, I had my mind set up going into it though that I, I kind of had this thing that where God, you really need to say yes, I can go. I really think that's probably what you're going to you're going to say. And uh, and so I think that's probably why it took so long. To, to to hear because I was probably off a frequency or two, <laughs> having my own desire rather than saying God, what do you really want? And and eventually, just it, I, I, after praying for a few hours, spending time in His presence, throwing these options to the Lord and saying, God, if I do this, God, if I do that, if I stay, is this what you want me to do? God, if I go, is this what? and, and going back and forth between those two. And eventually it was like, you know, it just seems, God, it seems like you're saying you want me to stay. And and as soon as I said that, I heard on the inside, he said, I have bigger plans for you. Just be patient. Okay. And I'm thinking, how much more patient should I be we're getting close to the fall when you said this is going to happen? And, uh, and so I said, okay, fa- Father, I'm, I'm going to trust it. I'm going to stay put. I don't have any other direction on what to go, where to go, what to do. So I'm going to just stay doing what you've, what you've told me to do, help out in the youth. So was still doing that. And then um, it was probably two weeks later, a week later, something like that, Pastor Mark calls me and says, I want to meet with you. And my heart sank because I thought I was in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what did I do? What did I say in youth? You know, they had kids in the youth at the time. And uh, and so we we met, and he said, "You know, I've been praying about the decision for the kids pastor position. Which, by the way, previously for about a week before that, they had just announced, or two weeks before that, they had announced that they were that Life Church was hiring for uh, the children's director's position." My first thought when I heard that was, "Man, I hope they get a good children's director." I just had a kid. <laughs> I just had a kid like six months prior to that. Just didn't even didn't even consider it. Just right over my head, and uh, and then and, and then it was like on the way home that day. The Lord was asking me. He said, "Hey, why not you?" And I knew exactly what he was talking about with the children's director's position, which totally threw me off because I had never even stepped foot in that side of the building. Like that side of the building was off limits. I didn't need to go over there. I was on the youth, and uh, and I was like, "Well, God, there's quite a few reasons why not me." I'm not really qualified, and you know I don't really feel like I have a ton of experience there. And and then he said, "Hey, why not you?" The second time, and I was like, "Okay, well, if 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 this is what you want, Lord, you're gonna you're gonna open the doors, you're gonna make a way for me. You told me in prayer already that you go ahead of me and you make a way for me." And uh, and so he, so I I was talking talking to him, and then Pastor Mark calls. And, and he says, "I've been thinking about the director's p- position, and your my, your name keeps coming to mind." And I said, "That's funny, you say that, because this is what the Lord has been talking to me on." And uh, and you know, one of the things that I think, if if I there there was quite a few points in there that were pivotal points. There were quite a few different times in there where I had the decision to make of if I I look back in that and say. What if I would have quit my job early? What if I would have quit serving in the youth early when I felt like quitting serving? What if I had just went to Rhema on my own thought and just did whatever I thought I wanted to do? Or I think the Lord's saying to this because it seems like the right thing to do. It's Bible college after all, isn't it? So many different pivotal points that that I walked down that I could say, if I hadn't have made that choice, if I hadn't have sought God there, if I hadn't have having to not said, God, what did you say prior to this? What, did, what have you told me already to do? I look back and say, I don't know where I'd be. I probably wouldn't be where I'm at. I probably wouldn't be in, in even full-time ministry because the Lord really does promote based off of faithfulness. And faithfulness just means you're doing the right thing with what he said. You're doing the right thing with what he's told you to do. And, and, and like you were saying earlier, the Lord wants to promote... He's looking to promote, but he's looking for faithfulness. He's looking for people that are willing to say, "Okay, God, I don't. I know this is what I want, but uh, but what do you want? What what is really your plan for my life? And I'm going to submit myself to that, and I'm going to do that, and I'm going to make tough cho- tough choices like staying at a job I don't want to go to. I'm going to make tough choices like volunteering and staying in the youth, even though my heart isn't there anymore." And, and I think that if I would have made some different choices, it would have been a different story. But thank the Lord that he's faithful to lead you and guide me. And when we look to him, when we, when we acknowledge him, when we have a heart that's after his, he'll, he'll show us the right way. He'll give us the right direction. Amen? Amen. Amen.
0: Yeah. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. All right, Pastor Bill. Because I know your story is a little bit different. And so, uh, but we're just talking about obeying God. Just said just a little talking thing. about taking what he has shown us and responding.
2: Pastor Doug was a lot more obedient than I was. <laughs> I thought you were going to call on Jen. <laughs> um, well... It was it was probably around the same time, around twenty, twenty three ish, twenty uh, four ish, and we got we got saved, and um, I was just seeking the Lord, just hungry, and and you know I would read about Paul, and and Paul would pray pe- for people, and his clothes would get people healed, and I was like, well I want that, well if he can do it, I can do it, and so you know, started started going down that route and uh, started going to uh, Berean University, a, a university through uh, a denomination. And um, some things just started happening where I realized that, that this walk was real. <laughs> I mean, like, really real. Like, like the devil hates you. And, like, a demon could show up in your room holding you down and, and tormenting you about stuff. And I was like what do we do and, uh, and so what I did was, was I was praying in tongues and, and he was laughing at me and I was like why is this not working and then Holy Spirit does one of the things that Holy Spirit does he reminds us of things and I remember as a little kid my papa taught me he said if you're ever scared or anything ever tries to, tries to hurt you, you bind it in Jesus name and you tell it to leave and I immediately said it and this, this demon gets out well, I did what every good husband would do. I got out of bed at like three in the morning and went upstairs, turned on worship music, and read the word and left my wife down there. It seemed like a good option and uh, and so uh we talked about it later and uh, I learned and so uh you kind of went down that road and and went down the road of you know i want my i want I want to bless my kids with a lifestyle that I didn't I didn't have growing up. I want to go on vacations. My my life was awesome. It was good growing up, and um, and so on and so forth. And um, got raised kind of in a denomination of hey, well if you're gonna I'm not gonna get into that. I couldn't find in the Word what I was being taught, and it wasn't making sense to me, and and I made an immature, stupid decision and and again, I did what maybe some of you guys are doing right now. And I tucked tail and ran. And and part of that running was, I went up for prayer one time, and this guy named Benny Perez put his hands on me. He started praying over me, and, and he said, you've got a call on your life. And I'm like, oh no, now my youth pastor knows. And my wife. But she didn't know what a call meant. She was like, who's calling? And, uh, <laughs> and uh, so she grew up Catholic. And... um Twice a year, and so uh, <laughs> and so, uh, you know, I had been praying. Well, what is it? You know, we just bought a house. I just had a baby. What is this? And and here's this guy that I don't know who he is. We're at some other church uh, for a, a a pastors conference, a youth pastors conference, and he goes, he goes, he can't tell you because if he told you, it's so big you turn and run. And I went, uh oh. I don't think I'm too scared of too many things, but come to find out, I was scared of a lot of things. So I, I became super disobedient, and I ran. I ran really well. Uh, ran it like a marathon. And uh, we would be, I'd be at work in, in law enforcement, and we'd be, you know, 25 and window to window talking with people, and um, they'd share share things of their lives, and I'd give them advice. And um, all of a sudden, one of them, good friend of mine, he's like, you supposed to be a pastor? And I just, I know, not too manly, but we're in a full uniform, and we're down at 25th and Fairview, and, and he says that, and I just lost it. Just started bawling. Because God had been dealing with me. And and he'd been dealing with me in here. Back there. And, um... Watch out back watch there. Watch out back there. <laughs> There's some disobedient people back there. That's, that's where you sit. And, uh... And, uh... <laughs> And <laughs> so I'm just kidding, and uh, and so he'd been dealing with me about running, and I was just like, man, I don't, I don't know what to do. Did I, did I miss my calling and did I miss my ministry? And Pastor, you know, Pastor Mark or whoever made the videos at the time showed a testimony of a husband and wife going to Bible college, and I'm like, oh no, <laughs> oh, you mean I have to go again? And so I was super obedient and waited a year. Um, and uh, and so, so that following year, uh, I'm like, okay, I, I've got to go. I've got I've to do this. And, and I talked to uh, a lieutenant of mine who is now works the, the uh, Salvation Response Team here, uh, Ted Snyder. I talked with him, and he said, Bill, he's just wanting you to take one step. And we're sitting in the, we're sitting down in the locker room pretty much like this. And I said, Ted, no, he's not. And he goes, yeah, he is, Bill. And I said, Ted, he's not. He's going to ask for my job. You're crazy. He just wants you to take a step. And I said, look, I know what he's asking for. I know. I know. I've, I've, I've rode this rodeo. He's going to ask for my job. And he goes, Bill, just take one step. Don't be scared. And I'm like, oh, jeez. And so uh, signed up. Well, I actually... This kind of involves the wife, obviously. So we're driving up to McCall, and, and I tell her, hey, I'm going to Bible college. She's like, I'm going to Bible college. <laughs> and uh, she's like, we both can't go to Bible college. Our kids are, you know, young. And who's going to cook them dinner? And, uh, and, I, and I said, no, we're both going. I need you by my side to, to go through this. I've got to have you. And so we, we went to Bible college, and, and I prayed a wrong prayer because I didn't know that was wrong. <laughs> Uh, learned this in, in Bible college. I prayed, hey God, I will go to school, I'll be faithful, I will finish it, I will complete it, I'll do what you're asking, just don't tell anyone. You can't tell anyone what my calling is. You can't let anybody know because I don't need the, the the responsibility of that. So I think we we're, I don't know, four or five weeks into it, three weeks into it, and we're in kind of a worship service during school and and I didn't even know what a word of knowledge was. Had no clue what that was, uh, but but seemed like somebody was struggling with suicide. And I'm like, I'm not suicidal. And uh, so I told one of the instructors, and they said, well, you go ahead and tell them. And long story short, it was the gal behind me. And and she had said that if it wasn't taken care of that night, she was going to go home and kill herself. And um, she got set free. Man, she's doing awesome now. She's It's amazing to see her life. And um, and one of the instructors just blows it up in front of the whole class of he's you know that was a word of knowledge and a word of knowledge is this and and not all of you are called into the fivefold ministry like he is and I'm like what's a fivefold ministry I don't even know what that is like hadn't got taught that yet so I'm writing down go home and find out what a fivefold ministry is <laughs> and uh, and so. You know, I find that out, and now the whole classroom knows. Thanks, God, appreciate it. And uh, and, and kind of didn't know what this whole thing was about. And and we go to Africa, and God just lights me and my wife up and, and kind of shows us some glimpses. And then I don't, like Pastor Doug, we've talked about this, I don't know if I would be here if I wasn't obedient to the leading of Holy Spirit. Because going into second year, I wasn't going. And I was like, nope, I don't need to go. I'm going to wait a, I'm gonna wait a year and go the following year because of some things. And and so I wasn't going. And Jen gets told in prayer, she's like, he, she's told she has to go. And he's like, well, what about Bill? He's fine. And she's like, you don't have to go, do you? I'm like, nope. <laughs> and then I kept praying about it. And all of a sudden, Holy Spirit shared this with me in prayer. And I didn't even know what it meant. He just said, to make Pastor Mark's decision easier for him and honor him, you'll go to second year. And I went, What? Honor him? I don't even want to make its decision easier for what? And and kind of sat on that for a couple weeks and and because and, I had time, because registration wasn't closed yet. So I end up making the decision to go to second year to honor Pastor Mark to make some decision easier that I didn't have a clue what he was talking about in prayer. And um I don't think I knew that until a year later, you know, sitting down with him and, and being terrified of, I mean, he's easy to work with. He's awesome. But my makeup is is like I love to go. Like, hey, God tells me to go somewhere. I'm willing to go. Let's go now. Um, being inside walls is like, ah, can we go somewhere? And, uh, and I shared that with Pastor Mark, and he gave me the best wisdom the best advice the best counsel um, and and he just told me he goes you know i know a little bit about your background and your life your life it seems like you move a lot and i'm like yeah and he goes can i give you some advice i think you should stay and no matter what stay get roots and i'm like oh, i know he's right i know he's right and and I, just, I made a decision to honor my pastor and to submit to him. And because I've done that, um, I don't, not, not perfect, but definitely for a heart of submission and, and honoring him, which honors God. I'm honoring God by doing that, is a blessed life that, that we all have here with this church. And if it wasn't for being led by Holy Spirit and hearing Holy Spirit and being willing and obedient like in Isaiah it talks about being willing and obedient. You can be obedient, but you better be willing. And and so you know, allowing myself to hear Holy Spirit, pray with my wife, and submit to my pastor, and and trust that he hears and is led for my life. And our life is awesome. Like this is the best. I wish I would have known it could have been this good sixteen years ago. So that's that's the gist. Amen. Praise God.
0: Well, you know that uh, not the Lord isn't always dealing with uh, people and talking to people about uh, going into full-time or five-fold ministry. If you don't know what that just means, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. The five-fold ministry right there. <laughs> uh, uh, that's not the only thing the Lord tells people to do. I mean, the Lord will tell people to do uh, a gazillion things in their life. Um, and and some of it has to do with what our how our callings are similar and some of it has to do with other things and God will use people and tell people to do certain things that will uh, ultimately benefit the kingdom and then of course you know kind of like the hose always stays wet inside when it's when the water's flowing through and uh, whenever we do what God tells us to do we stay blessed if you will, we stay prosperous and living the good life, uh, but it's because God's working through us. But He will deal with people to do various things at various times, and and you know tonight, um, honestly, uh, just it was just in the in the prayer room right before the service, I'm praying, going, I even told Pastor Doug, I said, "What I'm getting in the Spirit is not anything I was thinking about all day." <laughs> that might happen in this service but it's just like it's just there and and it's about the spirit of god speaking to people and and the lord dealing with people and again let me remind you there's two parts to that there's hearing and then there's obeying there's hearing and there's obeying and uh and when when the lord deals with you you can see by some of the stories that uh that there is a difference Um, People respond, have responded differently, and and God is merciful and gracious even when people have, you know, been doing other things. The call remains the same. That's one of the things the Scripture says in the book of Romans, that the gifts and callings of God are without repentance or irrevocable. They kind of stay with you because it's God's choice. They stay with you all your life. Irregardless of whether you ever do anything with it, it stays with you, and so I know with my life, one day I'm going to stand before the Lord uh, to give an account for for what He told me to do, you know. And I want to stand before Him and say, "I did it, I did it," instead of "sorry," you know, because you can be saved and still not. Do what God has called you to do. You know, you can receive salvation and kind of stop there. And it's, it's not recommended, both for this life or in the time of rewards, when their rewards are being handed out. But um, you can be saved. I, I just want to stand before the Lord and say, did it. I did what you told me. Remember when I did, you know. And again, that can be with me. It's it's this, obviously. You see my what I'm called to do. And... And with someone it may be... I believe the Lord raises people up to make a boatload of money to fund the kingdom. And and if it weren't for those people, uh, you know, we wouldn't have facilities to meet in. Right? I mean, most preachers don't go into ministry as... I mean, there's probably some exceptions. They don't go into ministry with boatloads of money. There can be exceptions, but, you know, most of the time they go in with a call. Obedience, a gift, an anointing, and God sends other people to uh, to fund it, to come alongside. Uh, let me just, let me just say this, and then we're gonna uh, and then we're gonna I'm gonna have people respond to this, all right? And I'm gonna pray over you. Um, one of the things that's always needed in times of of pivot of transition, uh, deciding uh, points in our lives, whenever you're in one, or God's dealing with you, or you already know this is the time to do what He wants me to do, you need extra prayer right then. Say, what do I do during this season? You pray extra. Okay, if you're a Christian, you should should always have a prayer life, fellowship with the Father all the time talk to Him in the car, talk to Him uh, while you're brushing your teeth, talk to Him in a prayer service, you know, all, all the time. It's just be in communion with Him. If, if you're in a, a transition, you pray extra. I can remember once once I knew that, that we were to start the church in Boise, and I don't even know if you remember some of those prayer meetings at the house uh, over there um, in Jerome. And... Uh, but we started praying for the service, uh, not for the service, for the church. Just praying it out, and I can remember praying in tongues. Just we just spent a lot of time praying in tongues, and I can remember to this day praying out the names of people, first names, and I didn't write them down. I kind of wished I would have, at the, you know. But I can remember, you know, I'm praying out in tongues, and names are coming out in English. You know, again, I don't remember, but Kate. Shundai, Shundai, Hicamo, Shundai, Doug, you know, and I'm praying and I'm listening. I'm going, oh, oh, and, but my mind is going, who's that? Who's that? And, uh, and I, and the obvious logic went to, these are probably people the Lord is dealing with right now, and he is arranging and setting things up, and so where when we show up, it's not just going to be us, (laughs) and people are going to come, and he's, Dealing with it, I'm praying out people who are going to give into the ministry because you need money to have have church and ministry. And and, and I'm praying this out and praying it out and setting things up. Whenever you're in one of those points where you're going to turn, you're going to make a decision or make a change, pray extra. Why? Because there's some people you're going to need to meet. There's some money you're going to need. There's some further direction you're going to need. You're going to need some strength. You're going to be attacked. There are going to be oppositions. There are going to be challenges. Pray extra. Amen. 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 You pray. Remember Jesus prayed before He went to the cross? Right. Good. Good. Now, thank God we don't have to go to the cross, but if you got something big coming up, <laughs> pray extra. You know, uh, 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 Paul, the Apostle Paul, he wasn't the Apostle yet. He was the prophet or the, and the teacher he was a prophet Paul and teacher Paul and, uh, and, and the, the, the scripture says in Acts chapter 13 in verse 1 that when he and Barnabas and some other guys there um, they ministered to the Lord which is like worship and loving on Jesus and fasted the Holy Spirit said separate unto me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them so they were in a transition point what are they doing there? They're praying and fasting. They're getting spiritual direction. And, and and in the middle of that, God took them and separated them. In other words, He started walking in His calling. Walking out God's plan. And so if you're ever in a moment, hey, I think there's something going on. I think there's a change going on. I think there's something. I'm about to do what the Lord told me to do. Pray extra. Even if you just pray in the Spirit. And pray out things that your mind doesn't know. When you walk into the situation, wow, how'd this happen? It just worked. Man, I came into this s- scenario and all of a sudden things are just starting to click. They're falling together. Like this is this is amazing. I must be really lucky. <laughs> no, no, no. You prayed. And God ordered steps and arranged things so you could walk in God's plan. Amen.